And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully, you guys are having a fantastic week. Uh, great show for you today. I was joined by my friend Remzo Martinez. Always a great time talking to Remzo. Um, and uh, we, we, well, we we did get to politics later in the show, but we, fair warning, we, we spent the majority of the episode talking about uh, movies and television and stuff like that. It, 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 it's been a he- it's been pretty heavy here on the No Gimmicks podcast lately, so it was nice to take a little bit of a break, um, guys. Before I get to Remzo, if you haven't already, please follow us on Twitter at No Gimmicks Pod. Please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Make sure to subscribe. Uh, and if you like the show and want to get involved, uh, you can support us monthly over on Patreon, Patreon.com/slash The No Gimmicks Podcast. All right. Without further ado, the great Remzo Martinez. All right, guys, we're here with my brother, Remzo Martinez. Remzo, how you doing, man? What's up, motherfucker? Dude, it's been a while. It's been a hot minute. Dude, so you're getting married this weekend, my man. Feels so weird. Not not that I'm I'm like finally getting to the point where it's like, oh, I'm gonna be married. It's more like, oh, a year of wedding planning is about to be just completely like, you know, evaporated after one day. And it's yeah. like, oh, that'll be nice. <laughs> She, I mean, she doesn't listen to anything I do, so I can say whatever <laughs> I want right now. We were getting in line uh, at the, so we're getting married in Baltimore County, Maryland, and um, that—that's one thing that brought down the guest list when they saw it was in Baltimore <laughs> County. So, so we're getting married in Baltimore County, and we go uh, an hour from where she lives in Annapolis to the courthouse, and we're standing in line to get our marriage license and everything, and you know, we get through it, we pay the fine, they give us all the paperwork to get the certificate and everything, and I'm just like, this is so easy. We could have just done it here. <laughs> There's literally like they 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 could do a ceremony and certification, have everything signed like in the room right next to us. Why didn't we just do this? And uh, immediately, I'm just like, so much time, so much money, so yeah, many man. arguments, so many other things. And then I'm like, well, I get to drink a lot, so uh, get to see some of my friends. It'll it'll be it'll be okay. I mean, you'd think yeah. that, like, after the wedding, all the women involved with the decision-making would realize that it's a massive waste of time and money, but that's not going to happen. No, because their God Instagram demands a happiness <laughs> sacrifice. Yeah, man. Yeah, dude. I mean, that's all it is, you know? I mean, I got married before Instagram existed, but it was like— You're such a lucky you know. man. Yeah, I know. But, I know, but I know. you know, you still had to—you you still put on, like, a full wedding, though, and everything. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, like, 250 people there. It was terrible. Amplify yeah. that by two, and that's the influence of Instagram. We're doing things <laughs> that I'm I'm legit I'm legit like convinced are only because she saw it on Instagram, and it's like we have to do this, and I'm like why? And the and the blanket answer I'm getting is it's tradition. I'm like something that was started two days ago is not tradition, dude. I, the <laughs> like, weird tradition. This, this is not real. I mean, half of them are just bizarre, man. Like the candle thing. Do you you have to do the candles or the no, sand? No, we're, we're doing, we're doing we're, sand. We're doing we're doing the sand thing to make ornaments <laughs> out of the sand and yeah. like glass. So I'm gonna like push some sand into one corner and she's gonna yeah, push man. sand into the other. It's and I'm super like, super weird. Why are we gonna like sacrifice a chicken? Yeah, dude. 
Yeah, I don't know. I said that. So I'm like, so are we so are we eating like before or after the pagan ritual? I find it so funny too. I don't know why, but for some weird reason I went on a rant yesterday as I usually do with my family. I'm here in Virginia right now. And I convinced them all to sit down with me and watch the full uh, Dark Secrets Inside Bohemian Grove documentary by Alex Jones. And they're wow. just like, who are these guys watching like the stone owl god wearing hoods talking about like, you know, burning an effigy? And I'm like, you know, I don't know how things happen. They probably just saw it on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> and you really were uh, swinging for the fences there with your family. With, with oh, dude, one. they watched yeah. the entire thing. It's like in, you know, I in in my television background, like my brother, who's an award winning producer, we, we start we, you know, we're 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 the public access people. Like we, yeah. we have really like, you know, brought really high quality television to public access. So we're watching this, this thing. And I always thought that that documentary took place in like the early eighties, like the, like the early eighties, uh, early nineties or something, something between a 10 year period. Then we look at, it, it's like 2000. It's like, that was 22 years ago. Alex Jones is walking around with like a camera stretched, you know, like, uh, you know, stuffed between his crotch, you know, showing <laughs> you like corners of people. It's like, you can make out Colin Powell's like sandals or something like that. And it's like, wow, I think we did pretty all right. But they, they watched the entire thing. And I'm like, you know, this is the perfect summer afternoon, me and my family back in, back in Virginia, watching an Alex Jones documentary from 2000 fought on, I mean, filmed on like, you know, a giant camera, like this just this just feels like it, it felt it warmed my heart. And then I was like, you know, no matter what I say about the wedding, it could always be some Bohemian Grove shit. And then she brings the sand ceremony on me. And I'm like, so when does Moloch come out? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it is weird. Half, half my family forgets that I'm not Catholic. So when they're like, so when's the priest coming? I'm like, never. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I wish there were like some cool. Okay. It would be it would be way better if there was like some interesting wedding rituals like i don't know after getting married you like shoot a 38 special in the air or something like that i don't know you know there was this thing it. where you take like a bottle of bourbon and you bury it near where the ceremony takes place Seems and wasteful. i was like that's such a waste of bourbon like what yeah. am i gonna like what am i gonna buy like evan williams even then that's like that's 11 dollars <laughs> right there that could go towards like a quarter tank of gas right now yeah that's like two almost two whole gallons you can get 25 miles down the road with that man my goodness. Yeah, that's one trip on the lawnmower. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can't bury bourbon in this economy. Not no, in the Biden a... economy. No, you, you need goodness. to build back better with that <laughs> shit. Dude, so before we get to politics, I uh, I was having this conversation with a friend of mine the other day, and I want to get your opinion on how Hollywood still has absolutely no idea what fans want. And it's like, th there's a few egregious examples, but the Halo series on Paramount, is probably the most egregious. I mean, it's just it's mind blowing, really. I mean, like it's it's a very bad series. You've watched part of it, I'm sure. Some people I, in the I could not watch it. Like like the 13 year old in me is like, how can you only get through like half of the first episode of a Halo TV series? And the 27 year old me is like, watch me. But the thing is, like, Halo fans like myself have been telling these morons what we want out of, like, a Halo series slash movie for 20 years. It's like, I mean, Halo, like, you don't, it's not hard. It would be extraordinarily easy to make a Halo series or movie that Halo fans would love. Like, just give us a bunch of gunfights, a little bit of a plot, nothing too in-depth, and then some cool one-liners every 15 minutes for Master Chief. And they had, Ma dude, I mean, come on. They had Master Chief bang a Covenant spy 
Cortana watched the whole thing. It's like, dude, how are you going to do our boy Master Chief like that? I mean, doesn't Alexa listen when you do it? I mean, probably, but... <laughs> she's not sentient. Yeah, but like, I, I mean, <laughs> not there, there's there's that thing. I, I didn't believe you when you sent me a text. I went ahead and... <laughs> Sorry. Hang in there, buddy. <laughs> Sorry. I'll, I'll cut so you have five seconds. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. I didn't believe you when you said that he banged a Covenant spy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I jump on YouTube and I immediately see that. And the first thing I remember is like, oh, they, they took his helmet off. Yeah, they took, his, they took his helmet off. One. Like, that's well, screwed up. Well, they took it off like 15 minutes into the first episode. Yeah. There was I, like I, no, like, drama at all. That shows me that I, I stopped watching within the first 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I mean, that, that whole thing, it's like, I remember when Tom Cruise was attached to Star as the Master Chief in, like, 2010, 2011. Master Chief tests- is 7 foot 5. <laughs> yeah, but they also made him Jack Reacher, so you know height height is not a is not issue that Tom Cruise has. But they they showed footage of that and they leaked it and it looks fantastic. And it's like just give us this. I, I don't know why they waited so long and then they went ahead and stripped it of everything that we wanted. And it's like all, all these streaming services do. I, I I can't do it. Like I yeah. I don't subscribe to anything outside of HBO Max because I um you know I get that with my AT and T plan. But like uh, I I'll I'll watch Disney Plus because of the Disney Plus shows that I have to watch for my other podcast. And it's like I, sometimes I feel like they actually don't like the fans. That they actually do not like the fans. Like, they're actually doing things because they hate people. Like, I I used to think, oh, well, that's just ridiculous. Obviously, there's a reason why. They have to make money. They have to get people like this shit. And then it's like, no, they they actually don't. And when you listen to the writers and the producers and stuff like that, it's like they actually do not like the fans that built the franchise. They're paying these people. I mean, like, these people hate. It's not just the fans. I don't even think they like Halo. I mean, like, this is not hate. It's not, like, anything resembling Halo. It's like this bizarre, I don't know, man. It's weird. Did, did you ever read the books? Yeah, they were great. The The books were fantastic. They I remember were fantastic. reading those in middle school. And it's like, you know, if you could do that in book form. And even... They should have even... just, just made like a, tr- a movie trilogy on like the first three books. They, like they The Fall of that. Reach. And then I forget what the, what the book was called, but it's like Halo 1. And then the third book is the time in between Halo 1 and Halo 2. And I always thought they should just make... Make those. I mean, just make make them. Like they, I don't know they why, even like, had, why not. They even they even had that uh, that o- ODST film that yeah. came out, and, and people can watch it for free on YouTube. Like that was fantastic. That was yeah. very low budget, yeah. but it was really fucking good. Yeah. And it's like you know we we lived in an era where it's like you know Battlestar Galactica, the the two thousands series is probably one of my favorite TV shows ever. That was very. That, that I'm not gonna say it was low budget by the standards of which it was coming out on sci-fi, but like you know they could have pulled it off, like, ten fifteen years ago. Yeah. And they would have owned the market because Halo was at its like highest point. I stopped playing the Halo video games after Halo Four. I mean, really after Halo Three, I was just like, I can't. Like, I they could end it here and they're perfectly fine. And even though they came out with stuff like ODST and others, and I liked ODST. Um, when they tried doing this new franchise and everything, I was just like, it's it's too, it, it's too different. I feel like I've aged out of it. It doesn't feel the same. So when it's they put weird, out, man, this... I'm I'm 33 years old. I still I actually I'm playing the most recent uh, Halo Infinite right now. 
I, I, I play all of them. I liked all of them. I liked, I mean, like, you're, they're never going to top, like, Halo 1, Halo 2, Halo Reach, I think was absolutely fantastic, too. Oh, um, Reach was good. I remember that. It's fantastic. Yeah. And you're not going to top those, but, like, 4, 5, and then this one, which is 6, um, they're still good. I mean, they're very good. They're, you know, I, they don't have the nostalgia of, you know. It, it doesn't it, feel like, like that golden age of picking up those games and playing them on, like, the original Xbox Live. Oh, dude. Like, it's just not battles. There. Oh, man. Yeah. Red versus yeah, blue. Like, it's just oh, not yeah. there. I would rather them bring back red versus blue than continue this fucking series. Dude, it's just like Star Wars is another ridiculous example, obviously. Because like Halo, you have, I mean, even it's a more extreme example. I mean, you have like 45 years of Star Wars fans telling you exactly what they want. <laughs> like, it's not a, like... Just ask the fans. Like, they'll tell you. Like, we, we know what we want out of Star Wars. It's so easy to make a good Star Wars movie, and they just won't do it. It's like, I, I saw this. I sent you the ridiculous comment from Kathleen Kennedy that they that I mean, these people learned the opposite lesson from these new movies. She said that what they learned, because the Han Solo movie wasn't that successful, said they learned the lesson that they can never again recast a classic character, which is the opposite of reality, Solo was awesome. It was it was perfect. I loved, loved it. it. And Love they, that they movie. Honest, like they honestly think that the fans wanted ninety year old Harrison Ford getting murked in the dumbest possible way. So they think that by like, some they think emo that's what princess. We want. <laughs> yeah, by dude. some emo Disney princess. Yeah, like yeah. um, it, they it, and they and they try and recreate history. They try and like completely re retell what happened so that way it favors the popular narrative and the reason is is that we had gone like a year and a half with multiple star wars films oh the too much. um too much the, the 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 last jedi was a was such a slap in the face to fans that they didn't feel comfortable going back in theaters uh, like the same season to go see a solo movie with a brand new cast um, and then, you know, it I mean, also the last came Jedi out was one of the worst movies, not just Star Wars movies, one of the worst movies, worst ever films seen. ever made. Yeah, it, it's probably the most insulting film yes. in a franchise. Um, yeah, but and that that says something because I, I still look at like Superman, a quest for peace. And I'm like, <laughs> Richard Donner, why did you leave? Um, but I mean, they, they do that. So they, they look at all these things that did actually lead to it not being a commercial success, despite the fact that audiences loved it. Audiences yeah. will ultimately give like the worst films, in my opinion, a chance at life. Um, like Morbius, Mor people freaking loved Morbius, and I love Morbius the character, but Jared Leto's Morbius film. I've never even heard of it, dude. It's the tr it's the most trash superhero film I've ever watched in the theater. Oh no. There's and been I a lot saw, of bad ones, too. And so. I saw the 2015 Fantastic Four movie. <laughs> oh, I was the only one in the theater watching it. And I'm like, well, this isn't a good sign. Uh, <laughs> this was absolute trash. But, I mean, they, 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 they took all the wrong lessons from that. Yeah. And it's so sad because Rogue One, great commercial success, critical right. acclaim. Solo, bad timing, but was a good movie. Very good movie. It was a Star Wars movie. Like it felt like a Star Wars movie. The 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 trilogy, the reboot trilogy, does not. Like that's yeah. not Star. That's just something else. It's like a weird woke sci-fi thing. Just don't call it. Just call it something else. You know what I mean? But like Solo is a legit. Like the plot is a is a Star Wars plot. Like Rogue One, obviously, it's like a it's a Star Wars movie. Like it's it's not hard, man. 
It's not hard. And then, like, you and I might disagree on this one, but the new Batman movie, I I think is terrible. And, like, I've only watched half of it. I need to finish the other half this week at some point. But it's, like, and it's not, it, it's shot very well. Like, it's shot beautifully, actually. And, like, the plot's cool. I like the Riddler, one of my favorite villains. But, like, you can't have the dork from Twilight play Batman. Like, that's the thing, man. Like, because you just can't. Batman is a badass. Like, you can't look at, like, here's the thing. I know 100% that I would knock out Robert Pattinson within a minute in a in a street fight. I can't say that about You're giving him too much credit. He probably knocked him seconds. out in 30 seconds. Yeah, I mean, like, okay, I, I know I would sleep that dude. I don't know if I could kick Christian Bale's ass. I mean, maybe. He's just a Hollywood actor. There's probably, you know what I mean? They're probably all dweebs. But, like, he looks like he could kick. Like, look. I'm not saying Batman needs to look like he can beat Francis and Ganyu, but Batman has to look like he can beat Brady Leonard in a fist fight. Like I'm not, I'm not asking for much here, dude. Like, come on, man. I'm 5'11", 160 pounds. At least look like you can take me. Like that's it. That's all I'm asking for. Um, my, I, I, I liked it. I think Pattinson did fine. I, I do agree with you. Like he does not look like Batman, and there were certain parts in the film where it's like, you know. I, I can dislike an actor like I'm not I'm not a big fan of like, uh, you know, Tom Cruise personally, but I will go watch every Mission Impossible. I will go see the new Top Gun because he's a phenomenal actor. He does a good job. And same goes for Ben Affleck, who is personally my favorite Batman, maybe right underneath Michael Keaton. Really? I think I think cinematically Ben Affleck is the best Batman. Really? Yeah, he's the best Bruce no. Wayne. He's the best Batman. I it's will stand be Christian by that. Bale, I commissioned uh, a friend of mine who's a comic artist to do a Ben Affleck Batman portrait for me to hang up. It hangs up in my apartment. Wow. I shit you not. I am that much <laughs> Batman fan. Really? And I think Ben Affleck as a person is a is a weirdo soy boy liberal, but like I think as Batman, it's like he will take my money. I will defend him till the end of the earth. Um. He's but at least a he, big guy. Like, he, he looks at least, like Batman. Like, he, like, yeah, when I see like him, Batman. I don't see Ben Affleck. When I see Ben Affleck, even when he's not as Batman in other roles, it's like, that's Batman. That is Batman. You just, I can't watch, like, I, I was not enjoying watching, what's his name, Pattinson as Batman. I'm like, this. it's just not believable, man. Be, because even when he's out of the costume, he still acts like Batman. Like, at least Christian Bale, who is probably not my favorite Batman, not, not Dude, the that's, worst. That's like, weird to me, man. I, I Those thought movies that, were phenomenal. I, I loved I loved the Dark Knight trilogy by Christopher Nolan. I think that Christian Bale was the worst part of it. I think the supporting cast is really? what made it so good. Yeah. Wow. I think they easily could have replaced him in the Dark Knight, and I wouldn't have noticed. Wow, that's surprising. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not I'm not a fan. And uh you, you know, like when I see him, I see Christian Bale. When I see Ben Affleck as Batman, it's like that's Batman. When Pattinson takes off the costume and he goes and does stuff in the movie, he still acts like Batman. At least to Christian Bale's credit, he acted like Bruce Wayne. Right. So it's like yeah, he's yeah. just the same person throughout the entire film. And it's like, you know, it, it's really hard for me to determine, like, whether you're really good at this or whether or not I can see where the differences line up. Because it just he, – he's just mopey. And I think even the parts where they try and make him seem cool, um, you know, it, it, it kind of – it, it kind of falls flat, but I don't know whether it's because it's bat. It's because of Pattinson, because I do think Robert Pattinson's a phenomenal actor. I, I will defend him for that. I think he, I think a lot of people still lay on him for the Twilight stuff, but I've seen a lot of his other films he's done. 
Um, and he is, he's done great. I think he was great in Tenet. I think he was great in Water for Elephants, a bunch of other films. I, I will defend his acting. But I, I, think, I think the only the only other movie I've seen him in, other than Twilight, was the one where he dies on 9-11 at the end. I forget what, what was that one. Oh, I didn't see that one. What the heck was that called? The, the one thing I'll say about his Batman, though, is that you have to remember this is Batman year two. This is different than like the Batman Begins series where you see like a rapid progression very fast. Yeah, this yeah. is based off a portion of the comics where he was still struggling to decide like who Batman is. Like what, I liked, what uh, is Batman? I liked uh, Gollum as uh, Alfred, though. Andy Serkis. Yeah, yeah. I, I wish we had seen a little bit more of him. We, he was only in the film for like less than five minutes of screen time. Yeah, it was a little weird. But that, that, that was a decent choice, though, as a young Alfred. Like, yeah, that, that's believable. Yeah, I'm, hope, I'm hoping he'll come back for the sequel. Do you actually think the Top Gun movie's going to be good? It's already outgrossing a majority of the films this year. Is it and out? They're saying, Is it out it's out. It's out, oh, and weird. they're saying it, it's out. It's already outgrossed a majority of the films this year, and they're saying it's better than the first one. Really? Which I'm very freaking skeptical about. I, I like, uh, so Miles Teller plays uh, Goose's son. So remember how Goose has son in yeah, the first yeah. film? Well, Miles Teller plays the kid grown up who's become a Navy pilot. I like Miles Teller. Um, I don't often like a lot of his movies. I, I'm interested to see how he kind of jives with Cruz because when he has a really good cast, they bring out the best in him. He's not a good actor on his own. I think uh, the, the movie that he did with, uh, uh, with J.K. Simmons where he's a drummer, like that was really good. But it's because J.K. Simmons really pulls out a lot in him. I think if Tom Cruise can do the same with Miles Teller, it'll be cool. But the fact oh, that he's Miles the guy, Teller, it's the he's like the jazz drummer. Yeah, yeah. What was that movie called? That was good. Hardline uh, or something. Yeah, something like that. But but like Miles Teller in this movie, like I I don't I don't look at Miles Teller and think that guy's a Navy pilot. That guy's gonna be in the same league of people as like Val Kilmer and others from the original Top Gun. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't give off that vibe. So well, maybe I'm they, judging just based off tre- off previews. But like that's the only thing. It's like Miles Teller is not very convincing for me in most cases. He's good, but he's not like eh, he's. I don't get Tom Cruise vibes from him. Well, I mean, at least they didn't cast him as Batman, I suppose. <laughs> I no, know. he <laughs> fucked up, Mister Fantastic. I don't think he's getting anything else anytime soon. No, 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 absolutely not. No, I mean, I uh, I usually watch movies about a year after they come out. That's kind of my. Uh, that's my jam, man. I, I'm never, I just, I don't know. I'm never motivated to go see something. I really like the movie theater. So I always end up watching it like when it hits streaming. I'm a it's movie awesome. fiend. I will go see Doctor Strange for the second time this afternoon. Was that good? Loved it. Was it? Yeah. I mean, I love Doctor yeah. Strange, the character, so I'll probably end up watching that one here pretty soon. But we should probably talk a little bit about politics. Um, I mean, the last like five shows have been super heavy, which is why I wanted to talk about other stuff today. But I don't know. Is there any um, any primaries this week that that caught your caught your eye? I, I'd like to I'd like to pour one out for Madison Cawthorn. Hey, man, you don't go after the cocaine orgies. <laughs> no, the cocaine orgies is where they decide to, th- to draw the line. They're like, this guy's annoying, but he called us out for our sick, depraved activities <laughs> after work hours. He must go. Bro, you come at the cocaine orgies, you best not miss. <laughs> <laughs> you only have the, the one tweet, shot, dude. <laughs> the tweets I've been seeing about that, there was one tweet from uh, Shoshana Wiseman on Twitter where she was like, you only get one shot at the elite cocaine orgies. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, and he missed. <laughs> yeah, you got to go for the juggler. Maybe if he stood a little higher off the ground, you know, he would have been able to uh, get that kill shot. <laughs> 
I don't know, man. But, uh, yeah, I mean, once again, I, I'm starting to think that nobody in Pennsylvania can count. They still haven't counted the uh, Republican Senate primary. This is like three yeah, elections it's like, it's in like a row. A two, where they, it's like they a 2,000. Yeah, it's a 2,000 vote difference between Oz and McCormick. Yeah, and but, I mean, why does this keep happening in Pennsylvania? Are they like a I mean, third Pennsylvania, world country or something? It's, it's like, is it even really a state, if you think about it? No, it's a commonwealth. It is it's a based. commonwealth, right? I mean, is it is it is it even worth a star on the map? I mean, I like this. I'm a Steelers fan. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are, they, are kind of are holding that state. Are the together. Steelers even really an NFL team? They are. They are. Are I you mean, sure is, about that? Is Pittsburgh really? Should Pittsburgh really be in? Like Pittsburgh should probably be in Ohio. It should. Like it's an Ohio kind of town. You know what I mean? I've been to Pittsburgh. It doesn't feel like Pennsylvania. No. It it feels like Ohio. Like legitimately, it feels like Columbus or Cleveland or something. We should annex, uh, we Ohioans should annex uh, Pittsburgh. That's right. I would support that. Yeah. Yeah, just like just like Wisconsinites should take over the Upper Peninsula, which apparently belongs to Michigan. That's not Michigan. Like half of Oregon is like begging Idaho to let them in the in the state. Let us <laughs> out. They're just trying let to get away out. from Portland, man. Like oh, I'm sorry. People, let us in. Let us in. These, <laughs> these people are crazy. Have you seen Portland? It's a war zone. Do you do man. you think do you think that Republicans can actually take back the majority in the house because this is one of the first elections where I'm looking at it during a midterm cycle. And I'm like, I don't think they have it in them. Yeah, they will. I think they will. They have to, I mean like Joe Biden's so bad. The economy, yeah, but like what have Republicans in, done in other than just say that we're just not Joe Biden. Like they haven't done anything successful that has actually helped anyone since like year two of Trump. Well, Hey, don't, don't sell them short. They have been arguing amongst themselves. Oh, yeah. There's so been a gotta, lot of arguing amongst themselves. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That really helps me. Yeah. I mean, the uh, this morning, um, I think Politico broke it, but uh, some uh, Democrat internal polling leaked that uh, the Democrats, the DCCC's internals, have them down seven points on the generic congressional ballot. Ooh. <laughs> so, I mean. Maybe it's that, that $5 gas. Maybe it's the maybe it's the seven dollar a pound ground beef, the five dollar gas. No baby formula, war in yeah, Ukraine. No baby formula, war in Europe. Um, yeah. Oh, we just uh, reinvaded Somalia yesterday. That's pretty cool, huh? Yeah, that's a throwback to the '90s. They're yeah, trying to get all nostalgic on us. You guys remember Black Hawk Down? <laughs> well, here it is. The Biden regime is like, okay, we just printed another forty trillion for Ukraine. People can't afford to eat or drive. Babies are starving. What should we give them? War in Somalia. Just <laughs> just nailed it. Nailed it, guys. You guys are just on the ball. They like the 90s. They like the 90s? <laughs> A lot of good movies came out. Black Hawk Down. Let's recreate that. The movie? Nah. The war. <laughs> let's let's do it. Goodness. My, uh, my, my future father-in-law was in the Navy uh, during... The, the mission in Somalia. So I can only imagine what he's thinking watching this. Like, oh, great, because that worked out so well the last time we were there. And we never really left. Like, we, we did technically, but there's always been a, a, a Western presence there with a bunch of other countries as well. It's just that yeah. nobody cares about Somalia because it's Somalia. I Somalis mean, when, don't even care about Somalia. When I think about a country who is just primed and ready to adopt liberalism and free market capitalism. I, I, the first country I think of is Somalia. <laughs> totally. Somalia. It's, like, it's going to work this time in Somalia. My goodness. On Monday, I talked with, uh, 
my friend Jim Garrity for a while on, on how bad I think this impending recession is going to get. Um, and I think, spoiler alert, it's going to be bad. I think, like, the Fed would have to raise the funds rates to, like, 20%, like they did in 1980, to actually curb inflation. Uh-huh. And then you saw the market react to, like, a, a minor rate hike last week. Like, the, the funds rate's only at 1% right now. So I don't think there's any, like political will right now to actually do the things that would be necessary to bring inflation down. I, you know, I don't even think we've seen the tip of the inflationary iceberg. So are you as like pessimistic, not to end uh, the uh, podcast on a, on a down note, but uh, are you as pessimistic as I am about the next couple of years? Economically? Uh, y- yeah, but like, I think this would have happened even if Trump had won a second term. Now, am I saying that gas prices would be as high? Absolutely not. I don't think we'd be having this su- supply chain issue as severe as it is now. The media really likes to downplay it, but like they would make it sound like it was worse than it actually was. But it's right. not like it's its fault. And um, you know, I definitely don't think half this other shit would be happening. But I mean, you, you look at what happened in March of 2020 with that um, yeah. stock market situation where we had that like giant crash and then like the quickest rebound in history um you know a lot of people that i pay attention to have been saying that a lot of stocks were overvalued that the housing market was going to be weird because you have a lot of people jumping in buying homes at low interest rates that they should not have been buying at because they 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 were not setting themselves up to be able to pay back those loans eventually so i mean i look at this and i'm like if you're smart riches are made in recessions you know that all of this was done artificially it's not because of a lack of profit. It's not because of a lack of capital. It's not because of a lack of even labor participation, even though the the labor numbers are atrocious. It came from you know the fact that we pumped trillions of dollars into the economy and we expected it not to happen, and that we paused the biggest global economy in the world, and now we antagonized Russia to get into a conflict with Ukraine. It's yeah. like all of this is is self inflicted. It's by our own creation. So if people can just understand that you know this will eventually reset eventually because everything does eventually reset don't sell your stocks don't flip your shit don't think this is the end of the dollar or anything else things will be tough but if, if you're smart about it if you keep a if you keep enough excess cash to cover emergencies if you invest and you build you know skills and there are things to create additional streams of cash flow i'm not saying you'll become a millionaire but you, you'll have to survive so people need to start thinking more internally and less like what, what are people in washington gonna do because they're just gonna mess it up for you yeah and I, I don't think this is going to be quick either. I do think, uh, I mean, you're absolutely right that, that 2020, I, th- I think we're feeling the effects of March 2020 right now. I don't even think, yeah. I mean, you're right that the supply chain issues at least would not have been as bad um, if Democrats weren't in power. But, like, we're feeling the fact that Trump thought that he could unplug the economy and plug it back in, which is the most ridiculous. I mean, that's going to go down in history as, like, the most egregious, ridiculous miscalculation in the history of economics. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's it's completely foolish. So it's like I don't even know if we're feeling the effects of like the Democrat spending in the last couple of years. I think we might still be feeling 2020. I mean, I, I would argue that we still didn't even really recover from 2008. We just went ahead and said that nobody's allowed to fail anymore. They, and they, uh, they never raised rate. They, I mean, they, the fact yeah. that they kept rates at zero and learned nothing. It's like my goodness, and like you, you saw in 1980, the Fed funds rate was at t- over 20. It was like 20.2 percent. I mean, dude, it's at one percent. They raised it from 0.5 to one percent, and it tanked the stock market. It's like the the Fed is not serious about curbing inflation. Like, it's or, just, or else they would have gotten rid of Jerome Powell. They wouldn't have given oh. him another term. Yeah, yeah, man. 
So it's gonna be bad. You're absolutely right, though. Don't don't sell your assets. Don't sell. Don't make I mean, the rich richer by giving them a, a sale. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> don't do exactly. that. They're seeing a they're seeing a, a Kmart blue light sale right now. Yeah, they're they're trying to redistribute your wealth to the top, and don't 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 be an accomplice in that for sure, man. Well, dude, uh, I know you got a busy week. You're getting married here in a couple days. Uh, so I, I'll let you go. But where can everybody uh, check out both of your podcasts? Follow you online, all that good stuff. Make it easy. Hey, Remzo on Twitter, H-E-Y-R-E-M-S-O. You can check out new episodes of On the Run. Even though I'll be on my honeymoon, I've got some episodes planned every Monday and Thursday. It's On the Run with Remzo W. Martinez and uh, Second Print Comics every Wednesday at secondprintcomics.com. Everybody follow Remzo. He's great. So I got for today. I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back on Monday. No gimmicks. Thank you.